The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to our November edition of Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to take a look back on the month and talk about some of the trends behind the biggest movers, shakers, and slackers in the SEO world. Joining us for Winners and Losers is Tyson Stockton, who is an SEO strategist for search metrics. And outside of shepherding their most strategic SEO clients, Tyson has dug through search metrics' suite to help you understand who's making moves in the SEO community. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's our monthly sit-down with Search Metrics' own Tyson Stockton. Tyson, welcome to Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks, Ben. Good uh, good to be back. How you been? Excited to have you here. Everybody, apologies for Tyson's audio. He had an emergency trip to the far reaches of Europe. He's recording from out of home and didn't bring his podcast microphone with him. Tyson, <laughs> what mountain are you recording from and did you make it to the summit yet? <laughs> not really climbing that that mountain, but yeah, I did make it over here. And I'm sorry, I forgot to I forgot to pack that mic that you were so uh, gracious to gift me. Gift you? You stole it from the Search Metrics's office when I left it there in the beginning of COVID, and you know how this happened. But Tyson, it's not time for me to air you out. <sighs> hey, but come on, you 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 like that you gave it to me, right? Oh, it's my favorite thing. Let's talk a little bit about SEO this month. Let's do it. Obviously, a couple of big things happening. We're in sort of prime e-commerce territory. We hit Black Friday uh, this last past week, but also in typical Google fashion. We've also had a massive core algorithm update. Let's start off by talking about the foundation SEO. Give me a quick update on what's happened with the algorithm update. What do we know and who was impacted? Yeah, so I mean, two big headlines for I think like this last month. You nailed them. 
core update, little bit of a surprise at coming right before the shopping time, but we'll dig into kind of how that impacted, you know, some of the, the top e-commerce players. Otherwise, going into kind of what was going on with this algorithm update, fairly similar. And I have seen like a few different kind of conflicting pieces as far as like opinions on like the timing of this release. I think it is worth noting for it that these updates are not focused on any particular industry. So it wasn't as if Google was sitting there saying, hey, we know Black Friday is coming up. Therefore, we're going to launch this and kind of send everybody into a frenzy right before it. These are geared at more across the board. So it's not just e-commerce focus. It's going to be all queries. And then also, if you want to look at it kind of on the flip side of the coin, it could also be a lot of times you see some reversing of impact from sites. So a site was maybe impacted negatively from a core update. They go through, put in the effort, make the changes. Or Google's also getting more data as far as like the uh, quality and validity of some of the rankings. And so it's like you could be on both sides as far as like, hey, it was great timing for it. We were actually able to make back some of these gains of all these changes that we implemented into the site. You also could be on the other side. So I think it is definitely worth kind of caveating that it's not necessarily just like a negative, like bad timing of this, but it is part of just a larger effort to improve kind of like the overall rankings of it. Someone's been drinking the Google Kool-Aid. It sounds like, <laughs> you know, Google is saying... I wouldn't, I wouldn't say... Or sorry, sorry, jump in. I wouldn't say I'm drinking the Kool-Aid or it. And then like typically I probably would fall tea? on the other... <laughs> like more of the like uh, criticism side. But I think just all fairness, it's like there's always going to be two sides to the coin. I totally get the, the frustration or kind of like criticism side, which I've definitely been there in that, that side of the camp. But I think it's also just worth noting that, hey, there are other websites that could have put in the time, put in the effort. Now they're getting some payout for that effort. If you were doing bad things, this algorithm, hopefully, shouldn't hurt you. And if you were following best practices, hey, no news, maybe even got a little bump. That said, let's talk about the impact of this algorithm update. What were some of the sort of industries or classes of websites that you saw positively impacted? Yeah, so positively impacted one of the largest Wikipedia. They saw a pretty significant gain, and actually they had a really solid November as a whole. So starting off at the beginning of the month, they had a 3% increase and then linked that together with all single-digit increases week over week. And in this last week where we saw more of the findings are kind of as the update has been kind of settling in, they saw another increase. I would also caveat that I do expect to see some additional impact from this algorithm update that wouldn't be reflected in just this week's or this month's numbers. So I would continue to keep an eye on this. But Wikipedia was the top site as far as net SEO visibility increase occurs. Granted, they do have that waterline being the largest, most visible website. We can get into kind of YouTube on that. But I would say Wikipedia was the the largest winner, gainer from what I've seen. All right. So we saw Wikipedia. It seems like there were some other sites that were relatively similar in terms of their structure. What were some of the other sites that are Wikipedia-esque that also we saw have a positive impact? Yeah, I would say like a common kind of theme that I was starting to notice, and we've talked about these types of websites a fair amount, like especially around kind of like algorithm update times, 
is like your dictionary.com, your urban dictionary, thesaurus.com, those types of sites, we saw pretty substantial gains. And, you know, sometimes they're on the other end of the spectrum, urban dictionary in particular. I think they kind of swing of being a winner or loser on some of these core updates. But all of those within kind of like the definition um, sense, uh, we saw some gains. So in those kind of like quick anecdotal informational definition type queries, we saw some of those larger websites have some decent gains. So we're seeing this sort of class of dictionary-esque, definition-esque, seemingly authoritative, but defining content positively, be positively impacted by the algorithm update. There's always winners and there's always losers when it comes to SEO. We're talking about a zero-sum game. If the more definitional type content performed well, you know, what was at the detriment of who, uh, who struggled because of this algorithm update? Yeah. So one of the areas that we saw some declines was in particular in the, like the social media space. So, I mean, I guess it would be fringe, not necessarily social media, but since we started with Wikipedia, one of the largest losers in this, again, the footprint is so large, any movement is going to have like a massive impact. But YouTube, we saw decrease as well from this update and even over the last month. So when you look at kind of side by side Wikipedia and YouTube, you see almost the same amount of loss that we saw in gains from Wikipedia. I would say that that is not to say that they were swapping rankings because obviously it's a different kind of keyword portfolio that they're after. They're so large, there is overlap on it, but I do not see this as a one for one. But YouTube was one of the websites that we saw like some of the larger decreases on, but also in that same category, and one that we did see some pretty substantial kind of change to was Pinterest. In addition to that, so Pinterest was the, the social site and actually one of the sites that we saw the largest decrease on, but also in that same bucket, you could throw in LinkedIn, you could throw in Twitter, Instagram. So we saw a softening from more of those kind of social media platforms that we weren't always seeing in some of the previous updates and some of the changes that we saw in previous years of like almost like brand queries swaying more in that favor. And so they still have a strong presence or stance in that regard. But those were some of the sites that we saw decreases from this last algorithm update. So it seems like the big takeaway that we've realized from this algorithm is definitional content, things that are meant to be seen as fact. And, uh, you know, whether they're user generated or not, Wikipedia is obviously a case where it is user generated, but it's seen as kind of an online dictionary if performed well. And then the more traditional seen as user generated content, the Twitters, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram of the world, social media content, YouTube specifically, we've seen take a decrease. Obviously, there's a, a different type of content that Google is trying to promote here. But we're also in the middle of the holidays. You said, well, hey, Google said this isn't you know, happening because of Black Friday. Did we see any impact in e-commerce that we can attribute to the algorithm update? Yeah, I think there was a fair amount of movement within e-commerce. I would say, though, when I'm looking at kind of the numbers, it wasn't the most, at least this last week, wasn't the most significant week as far as movement went on at least like the top 10 e-commerce websites. So in general, the top 10 websites within e-commerce, so these are the Amazons, the Walmarts, Ebays, Targets, 
those type of sites, we saw pretty much gains across the board. Not all of them were super substantial, but all of them had some gains from over the last couple of weeks. Amazon, again, just kind of starting with uh, the largest, they, this last week, saw a slight decrease. But when you looked at kind of what happened in the beginning of the month, they saw a 12% increase of the first week of November. And then they saw some small gains. And then this last week, it kind of softened and came back down just 2%. But overall, they were at an all-time high in November 21st. So Amazon, I would still say, very much a winner in this book, even though they saw a slight decrease on it. But given the time and everything, I wouldn't attribute all these changes just to the algorithm update. I think this is also a peak time within e-commerce. You have some other factors kind of you know, playing into this. But Amazon was definitely a winner in that regard. The website that I saw the biggest change, especially in this last week's performance, was Etsy. And so Etsy had a pretty substantial gain. They were up 12% just in this last week. But otherwise, yeah, pretty much the entire top 10 e-commerce websites all saw an uplift. So I'd say in terms of who was a winner with Black Friday, it's going to be the big, the big e-commerce websites. Seeing those kind of gains, you know, just kind of highlights and amplifies like the presence and what they were able to capture over this shopping season. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help. And you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Well, I guess the question is, are we seeing the Big Ten perform well because that's just where people are shopping? Is that just the holiday season? There's more search demand because of Black Friday? Or is this something that was dictated by the algorithm update? How do we sort of bifurcate what happened with the algorithm update versus what is just a seasonal trend? I would say it's not as much on the seasonal trend, especially since we're looking at monthly average search volumes. So it's like we're going to normalize out that search volume across the entire calendar year. And so even though we see higher search demand this time of year, since we're using a monthly average, it's going to normalize that a bit. So I think some of it is just the general kind of like evolving, shifting rankings of it. And then you do have an element that is like, 
obviously you can't completely separate the two topics because you know they're happening at the same time but i would say especially looking at like etsy's performance that is a clear kind of signal to me that there was a positive impact within these websites at least the ones that we called out from the algorithm update i would also say those are positive signs of how they're performing you know during the black friday we talked about i believe in the last episode of actually like blackfriday.com and some of those like just very event specific websites and how they were taking some key like gains from it but i think a lot of times those are going to be very kind of pointed into the black friday sale type queries where these large big 10 e-commerce sites they're going to be able to collect all those more long tail queries of someone that's interested in like i want the best big screen tv sale or whatever electronic or a hot product it is kind of for the quarter so i would say that these would be the websites that i think had the greatest gains uh, this holiday season so as we start to think about the big 10 performing well in sort of the critical e-commerce season does this mean that there has been less search volume or, or less growth in the SEO industry for the smaller players or for the aggregators like the Shopify's of the world? I mean, that, that's a really tough question just because the spectrum can be so broad. And I think in general, I would say the space is getting more competitive and tighter and not like kind of a little bit like more challenging to perform, especially if you're looking at like a really broad skew base. But I would say like a Shopify that's able to play off very vertical specific, industry specific verticals, I still see opportunity for those niche websites. And especially as in Google's eyes, like, yeah, they're looking at this from a like transactional type query, but it's like they're also not necessarily using that cookie cutter like this is e-commerce, this is media publishers, the same way that we categorize business, and they're categorizing more query type. And so you can see very niche websites that offer super valuable, unique, rich, really long depth of content. You can still see those performing. And so I think the challenge to a smaller e-commerce site is one hey, we have to fight within this kind of just behemoth, Goliath-type situation with Amazon. But you're also able to have more specific, more targeted, more content and like inventory on your website that's very geared towards a specific demographic. And so I think the more specialized you can be as an e-commerce site is going to have more opportunities than the generalists that are kind of almost going down more of that head-to-head path with an Amazon or an eBay or a Walmart-type website. So I think, yeah, just the biggest recommendation I'd say if you are on the kind of small website is lean into your specialization, pull out as much unique or kind of vertical-specific content as you can, knowing what your consumer and your user is going to be looking for, which is maybe something that the larger websites can't address at scale because they're dealing with so many SKUs that you don't have the advantage or disadvantage of dealing with. I think we're in an interesting time in e-commerce. Not only are we dealing with the effects of the world moving more digital, obviously there's still sort of the lingering effects of the pandemic where people aren't going into the stores as much, which impacts digital businesses. But then we're also seeing last year this huge influx of not only capital in at least the U.S. market, This is one of the first times in, I guess, maybe ever 
that we're actually seeing Black Friday purchases decreased from the year before. Apparently, it was $100 million less spending this year for Black Friday than last. Now, look, you're talking about $8.9 billion instead of $9 billion. But still, that is a slight decrease over what we're seeing. So uh, my takeaway is, hey, the rich are getting richer this year when it comes to e-commerce and SEO. And we're not sure how the the smaller players, the verticalized ones probably performed relatively well, and the generalists probably suffered. Tyson, let's wrap it up here and talk about who our winners and losers are for this month. Give me your winner of the month for November. Winner of the month, I'm going to stay within the e-commerce vertical and I'm going to give the head nod to Etsy. I think, you know, we saw them on a really strong growth trend looking back into kind of like 2020, the beginning of this year, end of January, they had a substantial decrease kind of declining all the way up until May. And then they've been stringing together some wins and finally got a nice little bump in this last week. So they're not quite where they were at the end of last year, but I would say Etsy would be my winner of the month. I'm going to go with Wikipedia this month. They've somehow managed to find the line of using user-generated content to build a gigantic content archive, but they're not being penalized in the same way that the social media companies are. So Google is clearly giving Wikipedia the eat score bump, right? They've got expertise, they've got authority, they've got the trust of Google. And even though they're using their users to create the content, it's still being seen as a popular publishing medium. Tyson, give me your losers of the week. Loser of the week, I'm going to kind of actually like lean into the social media platforms as a whole, because we saw all the big players taking some loss from this algorithm update. But I would kind of pinpoint the one that I saw the largest decrease on Pinterest, so Pinterest being my loser, YouTube's right there. The other ones are there. And so I would say like overall uh, social media platforms this month and Pinterest in particular. I'm going to go with Google. I know, hey, if you're doing the right things, this won't affect you. There's an algorithm update. But you know what? The SEO community wanted to enjoy Black Friday and their Thanksgiving turkey without worrying about the algorithm update. This is something that could have happened next week. It just gets everybody all worked up. Google. Give us a break over the holiday season, will you? They're my loser of the month. All right, and that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Tyson Stockton, SEO strategist for Search Metrics. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Tyson, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Tyson underscore Stockton, or you can visit his personal website, which is TysonStockton.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. 
Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.